How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just get into a, a shorter one today. One, it's it's super late. I've had a very busy day today. And two, um, I don't want to really get too involved into this one. Today, I was supposed to talk about another um, narrative that really promotes uh, being a better individual and being uh, just more wholesome and, and more giving and more uh, and more compassionate towards society and towards your family and towards a lot of different things and how to value yourself in the limited amount of time that you have on this planet. Um, that I will reserve for tomorrow. Today's podcast is going to be a tough one because I... Um, this person really had an impact on me through my youth going into my adult life. And I've always, I'm, I'm, I would be lying to say I would continuously watch them all the time. But I, the occasions that I wanted to st- stimulate my mind and uh, work that brain muscle was watching Alex Trebek on, on Jeopardy. And so if you didn't see this podcast going this way, uh, it's because I don't really talk about Jeopardy too much, but I really did enjoy watching it a lot as a kid. My stepfather was a big Jeopardy fan and he would always watch it every single night and we would watch it as a family together. And me and my stepdad would always compete against one another in the trivia questions. And he tried a couple times in actually getting on the show, but I forget what happened when I was younger when, when that when you try to do that, but, um, Alex Trebek was always there. And uh, one of the things that I found fascinating after his death today at, at the age of 80 was that he is the longest, I don't want to say syndicated. I think that's the term that I was supposed to use. He is the longest running game show host in television history. I think it was like 25 years, 26, seven years that he was hosting uh, Jeopardy, which I thought was awesome. I thought that was super great from Canada. So it just shows why he's such a great person because I, I feel like a lot of Canadian individuals are have good qualities and they're good people. But just he was always Jeopardy. Like every every time I thought of Jeopardy, I thought of Alex Trebek, the way he delivered his, his answers and the contestants had to respond with their questions and the way he addressed people and got to know them a little bit. That's part of the show. Um, I always felt like it was Alex Trebek. And, and some of my favorite moments were um, like when they did a three-part series with IBM and Watson where they had the three best-performing um, Jeopardy contestants compete against a, a machine, and the machine beat them really bad. I, I thought that was so cool and really scary at the same time. It really showed how advanced technology has become in such a short amount of time. And um, multiple other, just watching Ken Jennings, uh, I watched, I followed him for a bit. He was like the big one that I follow every single day and watch like his, his growth and how much money he made and how he became the most winningest Jeopardy contestant ever. But, yeah, it's it's just it's hard to think that Alex 
Trebek passed away today. Like obviously it was going to happen sometime in the near future. He was 80 years old and there were talks that he, um he was wanting to kind of get out of hosting. He did have a contract that he signed I think a couple years ago uh until 2022 and um but there were talks even then that he was trying to retire. And who knows if he was trying to do that because he knew then that he had there was something wrong, but maybe, maybe, maybe not. And he died from something called pancreatic cancer, which um, I did not know this, but it has a 95% mortality rate. That is so scary. That is, um, that's just super scary. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died from a form of that. Um, and and what makes that cancer so lethal is the fact that you don't show symptoms until it's too late, until it's already spread throughout your body. And and the thing with cancer, if you're not familiar with it, is that essentially it's uh, normal cells in your body that essentially, like when a cell becomes damaged, it has a, a, a function within itself where um, I think it's called apoptosis, where essentially it's able to kill itself. If ever it feels like it's it's uh, potentially um, been corrupted by either a virus, a germ, radiation, or something of that nature, the cell has a mechanism within itself to kill itself um, or to alert the immune system that it is um, there's something wrong with it so the immune system could attack it. But the thing with cancer cells is that essentially – these cells, as they divide and they keep multiplying and they divide and divide and your cells are constantly replenishing themselves, parts of that DNA that handles that that self-killing of oneself gets, um, what's it called, gets altered or gets uh, erased. And essentially what happens now is that when the cell becomes corrupted, it just continues doing what it normally would do as a healthy cell but since it's corrupted, it needs to kill itself because it, it has serves no function at this point. It's just a cell that's multiplying. And I'm really simplifying cancer right now. But essentially, the cell just continues to multiply and multiply and multiply. And then it's draining resources from your body. Essentially, it's becoming a mass within yourself, that like a, another organ that's drawing and it has blood vessels connected to it. And it's drawing... Uh, resources away from your body that's uh, essential. And the thing that sucks about it is that essentially these cells, once they get through your bloodstream, they travel to the closest lymph node in your in your um, body. And there's about like 30 different lymph nodes, I think. It's like 28 or 30, I can't remember. But once it gets into a lymph node and it affects a lymph node, then essentially it gives it the ability to kind of spread through the rest of your body. It's really hard at that point because once it gets there, it's kind of had the ability to kind of transport itself to all over your, your body. So the scary thing about cancer is once it gets into your bloodstream, it's kind of game over. There's really nothing you can really do. Like current technology, you really can't do much. Chemotherapy tries its best to kind of irradiate your body, but essentially what you're doing is kind of killing all cells in your body and you can only do so much chemotherapy before it like literally kills you because you're like trying to kill cells and there's no real way to target it, especially if you've had like a, 
a cancer that spreads throughout your whole body. You could have localized treatments, but if it's spread all over, it's really hard to treat something like that. And the, the best thing you could do is kind of just try to nuke all of it with chemotherapy and try to do like some lifestyle changes and hope to see if that helps. But I've had already a ton of people that I personally know that have died to cancer and uh, my mom had breast cancer and, and survived it. And cancer is just a scary thing. Um, but now uh, I think uh, I'm forgetting the, I'm forgetting the name of the organization that manages. Um, it's not the FDA. The American Medical Association at the AMA, I think it is. Essentially, they've recommended, it used to be uh, at the age of 50 for men, you would go and for women, it was like 55, you would go and get, you know, tested for, you know, this, this form of cancer. But um, now they've reduced it to 40. Like once you're 40 years old, they want, they're starting to realize that the earlier you can detect it, the better the chances are that you have to live. And you cannot wait for any level of symptoms to show because if you do, it's it's almost too late. Even if it's mild symptoms, this is the kind of a cancer that doesn't isn't supposed to show symptoms. Period. And so, um, yeah, it just sucks, man. It just sucks seeing people die to cancer. It's like cardiovascular disease is number one. Uh, that hits home pretty hard for myself. Uh, next is lung disease. And then um, I think it's, or excuse me, it's heart, diabetes, and uh, cancer. I, I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, most people are going to die from cardiovascular disease. It's just like once you live long enough, your heart just gives out and you die from it. Um. And most people are unhealthy as well, so their heart isn't really functioning properly as well. So, yeah, it's crazy to think that cancer takes so many people's lives and and so many great people. You know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, Black Panther actor, passed away last month of cancer. Uh, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg died last month as well. And Alex Trebek, so many great people just dying to this disease. It's just, it sucks. And I cannot wait. And we're getting closer to coming up with unique treatments. And there's no universal treatment to all cancers because they're all different. But we're getting closer to understanding a better way to diagnose and to treat regional cancers. And I hope more and more funding and more money goes towards that. Because once we fix that, then we can move to the next thing and the next thing. And then once we get through all the lethal diseases out there, then we can start to look at things that aren't lethal and address those things as well. Maybe like viruses and and bacteria that infect you and give you like different illnesses. But yeah, just sucks. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and tomorrow will be a more joyful one and we'll we'll talk about the sunscreen song. But until then, I'll catch you guys all mañana. Peace.